Hello and welcome to the Fishing Guide Podcast. We have come all the way to eastern Tennessee, and the reason why is the fishing is so good here. So we actually have happen to have uh, Hobie Rice here with uh, Ledge Hog Lures. Yes. And then uh, our backup <laughs> is uh, Linda Lewinsky. 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 That's right. You, no, and, that's good. Uh, and, but welcome. Uh, welcome to the adventurous side of the Smokies. We're so happy you're here. I know. we're showing, So in the background is actually a still. That's in the background, yes. and Richard Petty has actually autographed this one, yes. so we're, we'll let you tell the reason why here in okay. a second. Okay. We're we going to start with some fishing, because Absolutely. fishing's so Absolutely. good here. Uh, first of all, tell us, you own a lure company, uh, Ledgehog Lures, and tell us about that. Sure. I'm Hobie Rice with Ledgehog Fishing Supply, and we manufacture baits mainly for uh, tournament bass fishing, and we actually sponsor you know, Elite Series Anglers. And uh, we're in close vicinity to this shop, actually. We're about 30 minutes down the road. Uh-huh. And I live here on Douglas as well. Yeah, so that's right in here. And, Linda, you're with uh, Cock County. Yep. I'm the tourism director for the Cock County Partnership. And, of course, Cock County, uh, adventure side of the Smokies. You know, right. we're, we're so blessed to have four state and national forests, uh-huh. three rivers, a lake, and 36,000 of the finest folks around. There you go. So, Hobie, tell us about if someone was to come into this area, some of the access points and, uh, like, some of the tournaments. Sure. Okay, so especially on the Cock County side of things, there's two really good access points, Rankin Bridge and Dutch Bottoms. Uh, It's mainly considered the upper third of Douglas, and a lot of tournaments are actually won in that upper third of Douglas when everybody else is having trouble finding or catching fish out in the lake section. Uh, it's real popular to move to the river. Right. And Octafo and several others have made a living coming up this way. Right. And uh, smallmouth and largemouth are both plentiful in the rivers. So uh, we're talking about your lures, and, and what are they? Tell us, what do you have? Right. So we manufacture blade baits, spinner baits, spoons, jigs, one called a scissor jig that's uh, uh-huh. proprietary to us. But uh, we use all that stuff, and mainly when I'm fishing in the river, I love throwing a spinnerbait. I mean, right. I, spinnerbait and buzzbait in the river are two of my very favorite things to do. Yeah, well, okay, tell me what a spinnerbait is. That spin? Yeah, sure. Go. So yeah, it's, it's got, it's got a, a, a lead body that kills it and makes it kind of the shape of a minnow. Okay. And then on top of that lead body, you'll have a, what they call a skirt. And some people even top that off by adding something behind it, like a, a rubber minnow or, uh, you know, some kind of other presentation to make it either look like a fish or a frog or you know something like that and then it has a metal blade on it that spins and as it catches the light it it pulsates kind of and it also creates vibration in the water that the fish use uh that's one of their senses is that they have a lateral line on them Uh that is very sensitive to any movement in the water so a a spinnerbait's actually a triple threat it's got a good presentation sight wise a little bit sound wise and then that lateral line Yep, and you have uh, pretty heavy spinner baits too. We do. We go all the way up to two and a half ounces. Right. Um, people think they're musky lures, but we're actually still just fishing for the big old bass on Douglas with them. But yeah, yeah. Because fishing here on uh, Douglas uh, Reservoir, you can do that year round. Absolutely. And one um, of your lures kind of made for that, right? Right. The lure that started it all is our our blade bait, and we we built that to fish on the ledges. Actually, in the summertime, though, which most people think of a blade bait in the wintertime, right. we built ours to, to get down to the 
30, 35 foot range, which is hard to get with a crankbait. Right. You know, and you're not in the strike zone very long with a crankbait there. We wanted something we could fish in that zone and keep it in that zone. And it turned out that it was winning a lot of tournaments. And next thing you know, we've got a full lineup of other baits as well. Blade bait is what started it for us. Yep. So bait shops, bait shops, you have them here? There are. There are several. Uh, Bucks and Bass is probably one of the premier uh, bass destination right. uh, sporting goods shops. And he's got a full selection of our stuff as well as everything else that someone needs for a tournament. Some of the history would be back in uh, Buck and Bass, you used to make your lures in there. Do you still make them back in there? No, we don't. We actually moved to a much bigger facility. Uh, when we first started Ledge Hog, we were making them in, in a room that had been used for meat processing for deer. And right. it was basically a small, it, I called it the closet. And uh, the gentleman and I that started this company, he asked me one day, can you think you could make a big blade bait? I said, sure. I went to my garage. I cut one with 10 snips and right. poured some lead on it. And next thing you know, we're making baits. Wow. There you go. So it was so- born here on Douglas and... Yeah, bait yeah. shops. So, do you know bait? You have some bait shops in the area here. I, the I county? don't think so. I think that you've probably yeah, covered the most closest of the, ones. Yeah. Most are, of the actual tackle shops, like you think uh-huh. about, there are some fly and uh, you know some guys that tie flies up in this area that right. sell them out through here. But yes, in fact, I've got a little uh, framed a bunch of tied ones that mm-hmm. I have in right. my office. But I'm thinking that I know enough to be dangerous now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might by the time you get done. No, yeah, maybe not. And so, they also use those for smallmouth fishing as well. Everybody just thinks yeah. trout when you say a fly. Right. But I've caught a lot of smallmouth on flies. So uh, on uh, Douglas, what, what reservoir, what do they have for game fish there? What do guys usually fish there? Right. So Douglas's main is definitely largemouth, spotted, and smallmouth uh-huh. uh, bass. So those are the three fish that overwhelmingly get fished for now it was actually one of the crappie thon lakes for years right for the big mega crappie tournament uh-huh. um so there are some big white and black crappie there and what reservoir or what what rivers feed Douglas? so the nola chucky and the french broad are the uh-huh. two that everybody knows in the pigeon right. all of that comes in and feeds douglas and uh being that they're such good smallmouth rivers and they have such fertile water that's what helps our body of water be so productive I see. And the French Broad, what's the history behind the French Broad? Well, the French Broad is the su- supposedly oldest the uh, third oldest river in the world. Only the New and the Nile predate it. Right. And uh, it's beautiful. It winds uh, through the Cher- Cherokee National Forest here in Cock County. Right. And um, we said that the Native Americans at first, they were looking over the bluff from North Carolina, and they saw, oh, French broad and some people say what does that mean does that mean a lady and i said no 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 (laughs) they saw that the river went through the french settlement and that it was very wide right so that's kind of the history but i wanted to just play up a little bit on rankin not only is the fishing great but rankin where the three rivers converge that is been has been named by the audubon society as an important birding area so we have lots of birders that come here and lots of birds are feathered visitors that stop at rankin on their way south yep so how far up the river can you go fishing before you have to be out to fall and you have to have like a jet boat 
Well, so Rankin Bridge is really the the furthest that most people go in a, in a fiberglass boat with uh-huh. any kind of drawdown at all. With right. full full pull, you can get a good ways past Rankin Bridge if you're careful. Um, right. But from Rankin down, uh, Rankin to Dutch Bottoms is actually phenomenal fishing oh. if you're into that river style fishing some current, uh-huh. finding vegetation. Um, and fishing all your typical river scenarios, that's the best section. And so uh, people up that way, uh, what's the access to somewhere near the confluence? Where Okay, so Dutch Bottoms is going to be your best as far as uh, multi- easiest to get in and out of, multiple right. slips. And you can do that with a big boat? Yeah, it, okay. it, it's big boat capable for sure. Um, Rankin Bridge, that's a little bit less improved boat ramp uh-huh. than the one at Dutch Bottoms, but it still provides access, um, especially most of your aluminum boat guys are going to go there. And that's a very scenic ride because you go right by the coal tipple, yeah. and that's been named a historic spot right there. So right. It, it actually right. was a lead mining area and then a coal, yes. uh, all the railroad stuff that came through there. So you'll go around Leadville and come around to Rankin mm-hmm. from that side of the river and where you're putting in on uh, – at Dutch Bottoms, you're on the other side, so I see it makes yeah. it convenient, especially from the Newport side of things. I would think Dutch Bottoms mm-hmm. would get yes, yeah, ninety percent Walter, of that traffic. Walters so, Bridge, is that yeah. right? Yeah. Who controls the uh, waterway? Who's it's all still TVA. TVA. Mm-hmm. Yep. So talk about the drawdown, and then the, in the spring where they raise sure. it back up. So Douglas has a very very large drawdown. They do over sixty feet per year. Wow. Yeah. So. When we tell people that fishing on Douglas is one of the different lakes in the country, it really is because our fish don't live as shallow as a typical lake's fish. Where they have such a big drawdown, they find, I believe they find structure that's a lot deeper that they can kind of relate to more of the year. And then when the water comes up, they're still relating to that structure. So they don't move up as far as like on Loudner Teleco that doesn't fluctuate but six feet. Right. River traffic, you know, they've got barge traffic Uh and stuff. So, since it's a, a waterway that has to have traffic on it, they don't fluctuate it, but this this reservoir is for, you know, power and maintaining the waterways on, on Loudoun and Telecos. So I see. They have a be- steep drive. Yeah, and just because I'm on the board of Keep Cut County Beautiful, we have an <laughs> annual cleanup at Douglas. Oh, yeah. So, when, nice. when the water is out, we're out there cleaning up. Yep. And, and below Douglas, uh, is there fishing below Douglas? Yes, and there's more birding park opportunities. Yes. There's Seven Island Birding Park, which is just below Douglas Dam. So uh-huh. if you are into that, you you know, the Audubon people are going to definitely have lots to do in this pretty small section. You don't have to right. travel very far at all to visit both those sites. It would be within, what, 45 minutes? Yes. Yep. So, so so if you had to pick one of your lures to go fishing, wow. uh, what, what one lure would you take? And which one are you giving me? Well, so I, you can take a different one, but right. you can, you have to give me one too. Well, um, for free, I would, I would, I would say the most versatile lure that we sell is going to be the right. spinner bait. Okay. But if you are really wanting to catch a fish of a lifetime, I would pick the blade bait because it just seems to catch bigger fish. Um, right. just the other day, uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet or not, but, uh, talking tackle and, uh, wishing I was fishing. Yeah. They posted a seven forty off of uh, Chickamauga wow. on Thursday, Wednesday Thursday. or Thursday. Wow. And they had a 30-plus pound bag, so 
uh, and that was on the ledge hog, go slime ledge hog. Right. So the ledge hog still it seems to catch your biggest fish, but if you just want to catch a lot of fish anywhere you go, I'd say spinnerbait. We actually went out in the boat and shot some videos and uh, some photos with, can I say his name? Sure. Oh, with Buddy Gross. And so that was a pretty phenomenal little segment where we actually started catching so many fish that I stopped filming and started fishing because I already had enough fish catches, which which isn't rare, but it Which we it duplicated with a spinnerbait on the dock. That's right. We caught it. We caught it. That was on Watts Bar. Another so what TVA one would lake. you give me? Yeah. And uh, would you set me up with it? <laughs> so I have one that would be a great talking point for you. It's okay. actually called a scissor jig. Okay. And the scissor jig is something that no one else has. It's something I created that uh, I lost a fish during a big tournament on a standard jig. Uh-huh. And I said, I'm never going to lose another fish on a jig. I'm going to figure this out. And I went home and created a bait called the scissor jig. So it has Ooh. two hooks, and the hooks will actually oppose each other when a fish bites, and you get them in the top and bottom lip, so it makes it much harder for them to throw. Okay. But it is 100% weedless without a weed guard because I made the shank of the other hook cover the hook point okay. until they bite. And then it has kind of a scissor mechanism, so that's why we call it a scissor jig, and it'd be a great talking point for you. Okay. Well, and so you I'm going to call you one yeah. of these days. Absolutely. <laughs> There you go. So um, if they want to find out more about your lures, where would sure. they go? Uh, we have a YouTube channel with about 13 videos uh, on YouTube. It's okay. Ledgehog Fishing and ledgehog.com on the website, uh, www.ledgehog.com, or you can just put in Ledgehog. It'll get you there. Um, we're in 28 different, uh, you know, mom and top mom-and-pop-type brick-and-mortar stores. Uh-huh. And if we're not in one near you, ask for it, and we'll get it to them. There you go. That takes us to uh, Tackle Time. Tackle Time sponsored by Pico Lures. Pico Lures has a complete line of hard and soft baits. You can bring them out to Tennessee and catch fish all day long along with Hobie. So it's it's all good right there. Um, check them out at picolures.com. Linda, if they wanted to find out some more about coming out and fishing sure. Douglas and the other, the other, you have streams out here. Oh, yes, lots of oh, things. I think where they- where would they go? They would go to, we have a Facebook page called Adventure Side of the Smokies. Uh-huh. And then we also have a website, y'allvisitthesmokies.com. That's easy enough to remember, It right? is, yeah. No apostrophe, just y'all. There you go. And Hobie, you used to live around here, so I left I the, the very end of the show so you could talk about living around here and fishing around here and also talk about the the atmosphere around here because sure. it's obviously you move back and you you love this area tell us the reason why sure um being in the foothills of smokies like this and growing up here uh you have so many opportunities to do so many different things they don't call it the adventure side over here for nothing because i mean you've got all this mountain stuff you can do any kind of rock climbing uh trail hikes you know doesn't matter if you want to hike the Appalachian Trail or if you just want to go out and see a waterfall. You can do it so easily from anywhere here right. in East Tennessee. So it, it's a great place to, to live. And I live on in White Pine. I own a shop in Dandridge. Um, I spend a lot of time in Newport and uh, Sevier counties. Uh, even though it is considered a touristy area, right. you don't feel – it almost feels more like a – just family, everybody knows everybody kind of right. feel more than just like if you go to Florida to a tourist town, you feel like a tourist. 
Right. <laughs> Here you feel like family. You do. There you go. And so. there, you, there you have it. Of course, this is the first time ever. It might end up being the last time we ever have <laughs> a show in a distillery. And uh, Kelly Williams is hiding back there. Come here, Kelly. Wave to him. Look at this. In the background, we have... Kelly's going to be in the next show, but uh, man, we sure appreciate it. Uh, quite a deal. We're going to have to drink some moonshine and uh, kick back and relax. But for everyone else, make sure you keep watching the shows. And like I always like to end the show, make sure you keep your hook sharp and your lures in the water. <laughs>